Pello, and welcome to the World of Emotions and the Emotion Focus Podcast, a series all about emotions, how they work for us, how sometimes seemingly they don't work for us, and how we might better understand that and possibly be able to do something about it. I'm Lou Cooper. I'm your host. I'm based in Nam, Melbourne, Australia. And in this series, I'm joined by people from around the globe who have dedicated most of their professional lives to the exploration of emotions. Everything you hear in this series is informed by emotion theory and emotion-focused therapy. A few episodes ago, I spoke about the experience of shame. And after that, I had a conversation with a colleague, associate of mine in Brazil about that podcast, and he suggested that there was more to talk about about shame and that he would like to tell his personal story in relation to shame. And so in this episode, that's what we're going to do. Marco Mendes is director of the Brazilian Institute of Emotion-Focused Therapy and Integrative Psychotherapy. He's a psychologist and a trainer in emotion-focused therapy, and he is also a human being that experiences emotions. Marco, thank you for joining me on this very special episode. Thank you, Lou. My pleasure. I'm so glad to be here. And, well, I just saw on Spotify that I am one of your podcast big fans. So podcast is such a wonderful tool to spread EFT ideas. So congratulations. And I'm so happy, excited, and also a little bit ashamed. <laughs> a little bit ashamed. A little bit of shame to be here or to be talking, I mean, I guess sort of exposing yourself a little bit, telling your story, because usually as uh, therapists, we're used to hearing other people's stories, but today you are going to share some of your story. What is that like for you right now? Well, right now, when I go into my body, I can like feel the experience of shame right? Like feeling my face blushing, my heart beating fast, uh, like that body tendency to move away. But at the same time, I'm so excited to be here because I guess, no, I, I am pretty sure that it's so important to psychotherapists to understand that they are also human beings. And it's so important to do our own psychotherapy in order to help clients to really transform their emotions. So it has a meaning. So when you have a meaning in doing something, things really change for you. So it's very important for me to be here. And that's why I'm so grateful for your invitation. So Marco, as I understand it, your training as an emotion-focused therapy was where you kind of discovered your experience of shame, but I may be wrong. Were you aware of shame or any shame in your experience before you trained? Yes, yes. In my training, I really had an intense experience of shame that was really transformational, and I do want to share that with you 
and your listeners. But before that, I guess since I was a kid, I already had a sense that there was a, an internal world, you know, where I felt my feelings and had my struggles and an external world that was really invalidated, invalidating hard and where I could create disguises or masks in order to people don't really get to my real feelings. You know, since I was a little kid, I created this internal pressure. And there is a point here that I want to highlight. I consider it very important. There is the context where you come from, right? I was a chubby boy from a poor neighborhood in Rio de Janeiro. And I felt like being less than others because of socioeconomic issues. And I was also a very sensitive child, which is a good thing when you are a psychotherapist, but not a good thing indeed when you grown up in a Latino metro society, you know? So you had it, you had an awareness that there was if you want, there was there was stuff going on inside you, but you were able to to mask that, to cover it up in order, I guess, to survive in that environment. Yes, yes. That's why I understand it's so important to really face and explore all nuances of our emotions, right? I read a text from uh, Carl Rogers, uh, which is one of my idols, where he was not talking about specifically about parts as we do in emotion-focused therapy, but he was really saying something like, hey, all the parts are available. Even when you have internal criticism or a part there is really a heart on yourself and that can create an internal sense of shame, well, that part is there for a reason and you need to acknowledge it and this is a, a very important piece in EFT theory that I think is for every human being, right? That is, you need to really get into a place before you leave it. So you need, you need to go to your emotions to explore it in order to transform it. Because some emotions are so painful that we create like barriers, but then we kind of get lost because we we lost the capacity to be informed by our own emotions, you know? So you're talking about a lot of awareness of your internal experience, but as a young trainee psychotherapist, <laughs> I'm imagining that you didn't have that awareness in yourself, even though maybe you were studying it. That I mean, that is how most psychotherapists start out either having their own therapy, which brings them to want to be able to do this work for others, or coming into it and learning through the process of their training about their own experience. And I'm hearing that your experience was the second version. Yes, but I need to tell you something before that, because I had an experience that has nothing to do specifically with shame but was really a kind of impulse to do everything that I was uh, wanting and wishing to do in my life. Because I had a, an accident here in Brazil in like 2011, I guess, I'm not sure, uh, where 
I almost died, you know. I received four liters of blood. And then when I was there in the hospital, it was really a turning point because there, uh, struggling for surviving, I just thought about how useless was to be so worried about what other people uh, were thinking about you and the things you need to do because especially shame can be such a, a moral emotion, you know, because somehow this sense of belonging to a group can be used for you to fit in a box to do whatever is expected, whatever society expects from you, you know. So after this accident, in four months, I was in Canada, even, uh, well, I was in Canada for the EFT training, right? Just four months after my accident. Wow. So you were recovered and you were ready. You'd kind of had a, an epiphany in relation to wanting to be yourself rather than be an, an expected version of yourself. Absolutely. And then you landed in Canada for this life-changing training I'm anticipating. Well, it was a, a level one and a level two, right? In two weeks. And there is something very interesting in these trainings. I, I guess I need to explain just a little bit because uh, maybe we are going to have listeners that never had gone in an EFT training, right? And so in these trainings, we have some rounds where students are invited to play the role of a therapist and a client, right? But when we are a client, we are invited to really go into our own issues. So it's a very experiential training although there is lots of theories and that amazing videos, but it's very experiential. So, and in the last day, Lou, I decided that I was going to play the role of a therapist, right? Yeah. And so I tried to, to be empathic, but what happened really was that I got into a blank, right? There were no English words anymore. I was so nervous, so anxious, and worried about the other students that were was there struggling, right, with this pain. God, it was a, an incredibly shameful experience. That's what I can say. So be surrounded by your peers in a way, other people that are training, and find yourself with no words as you're about to practice being therapist in this training yeah I can imagine yeah. that I mean I know that experience myself of being in a, a training oh, really? and and losing words or just feeling like I'm I'm not doing it properly or I don't know what I'm doing yeah so I can really resonate with that experience Marco yes yes I just realized at that time how difficult was to really overcome shame, you know? Even with the hospital experience that I was telling you before, it's something so automatically that you can control it really, you know? But what happened uh, was very curious because it was the last day of the training. And so we are going to have a level two in the following week, you know? But I was so desperate, so devastated 
that I came to Les Greenberg, the creator of Emotion Focused Therapy, who was running that training. I came to him and I, I told him, hey, Les, thank you for everything. Well, it, I'm, I'm just getting emotional because I remember every single moment of this issue that I'm sharing with you. So I got to Les and said, hey, Les, it's not going to be possible for me to be here to the level two. Well, and I told him what happened in the room before, and he's just looked into my eyes, and he said something like, hey, I can see how painful it is for you. I understand your your pain, you know? Mm. And, and then uh, I don't even have words to describe, but I felt like an intense relief, you know, Lou, because it was such an incredible experience because I, I was so used to hear things like, hey, don't worry, you don't need to worry, come back, these things happened. But I guess it was the first time that I felt really listened, right? And then I understand what I was really going into the EFT theory that you need to uh, feel an emotion in order to transform other emotion and to have relationships that can be kind of an antidote for the shame experience, you know? So Les validated what was happening for you and he did it in the context of the relationship that you had with him and I'm guessing a lot of empathy for your experience too. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what happened after that was that I returned to level two, right? Uh, That was going to happen in the following week and I get back to Canada more uh, nine times. (laughs) So (laughs) nine times. So it was really a transformational experience, and I am so grateful for what Les had done to me in this experience, and I I always share this with him. I guess I never was so specific as I am uh, being here with you right now, as I am doing here with you right now, and I will tell him about this, and and I want to ask him to hear the podcast as well. So uh, it was really transforming, you know. And just to add a piece here, there are many definitions of shame and why it happens, but the psychoanalyst, Heinz Kohut, I don't know if in English you say like this, but in Portuguese we say Kohut. Uh, He talks about shame as a breakdown of our expectations, right? And I guess this is a so important definition, and you don't need to be a psychologist to understand that. Imagine a child that uh, drew something on a paper, getting to her mother and saying something like, Mom, look what I did with that vibrancy, you know? And the mother doesn't reflect that vibrancy, don't mirror their experience, leading the child to be completely unseen, you know, alone in their sense of human being. And this is an important explanation for shame, 
and when you are seen validated is a kind of antidote so it's very important to psychotherapies that have these shame struggles to work on their shame because it's a really hard experience for someone for a client that is feeling ashamed to have a psychotherapy that is also struggling with shame, you know? I'm not saying that we are going to be 100% healthy, that we psychotherapists don't have problems, but we need to work on this stuff because it's not an easy thing to be a psychotherapist, you know? Yeah. The thing that strikes me about this story, and thank you so much for sharing it with us, Marco, is that what Les did seems very, very simple, but yes, and very, very powerful. But actually in life, it is such a rare experience for people to be, if you want, received and seen in that way. And it's hard for the majority of us to be able to see people in that way without judgment, without our own ego getting in the way to just be able to validate another person's experience. It's rare. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And I guess that's because uh, talking specifically about shame, it's such a painful emotion, right? That people protect themselves from their shame, creating other emotions in order to not feel shame. And even sometimes really blocking their experiences because it gives you a sense that if you feel that painful feeling, you're not going to survive. That's why it's so, so difficult. But uh, I guess we need to talk more about the relational experience because especially in the words that we are living right now, where everyone needs to be happy on the Instagram and on the social media, it's very important to create spaces where people can really open up their selves and that people can be listened by others and not to uh, receiving like counseling or saying, hey, do this, do that. No, people need should be listened. And this is something that I do here in my house, you know. My wife is a psychologist. I don't know if I had told you this before. No, the house of psychology. Yes, yeah. And my daughter, she is on the second year of the University of Psychology. <laughs> so is there, in your house, is there a lot, lot of opening up to your own shame at times? I think so. I think so. But there is a, a something that I I talk to my girls, right? That sometimes I just want to be listened by someone. And, you know, even when you are a psychologist, there is this natural human tendency to say something like, hey, okay, that's fine, but then you need to do this and you need to do that. Why are you complaining? There is nothing to do. And sometimes I just say, hey, please, I just want to complain. I know that there isn't anything else that I can do, but I want to complain. Let me complain here, you know? Yeah. And can you listen and can you see me? 
that's it, Lou. That's it. That's it. Marco, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you on this podcast, and thank you for sharing that experience with us. I think letting people know, people that are listening that are not working in this industry, if I can call it that, how important it is that therapists, psychologists, counsellors, whatever the discipline is, need to and have generally put themselves through the same experience that they are expected to go through as clients in order to change their experience. So hearing from you, hearing that openness and your willingness to share that is fantastic, Marco. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lou. And you know what? I'm not feeling ashamed right now. Fantastic. I hope that I listened sufficiently and everyone else has been listening and of course no one else is able to interrupt you are they it's only me (laughs) thank you thank you and before we go marco i must let people know marco has a podcast in brazil which is in Portuguese, so I wouldn't be able to listen to it and understand it. But if anyone listening who has both Portuguese and English and would like to hear it, Marco, can you tell us the name of the podcast because it's beyond me? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, this podcast is organized by me and my friend, a certified EFT therapist, Lidia Prata, and you can find it on Spotify. The name is Transformando Emoções. There. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to even try and pronounce that, Marco. Thank you very much. Marco Mendes is director of the Brazilian Institute of Emotion Focus Therapy. And if you'd like to find out more about him and a link for that podcast and about all the other episodes in this series, the Emotion Focused podcast, go to our website. It's emotionfocused.com. And thank you for listening. I hope that we will meet again in the next episode. Mm-hmm.